Hello, friends, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. I'm Eric Cloward. Before we get on today's episode, I wanted to put out a call to all of you who are listening to this podcast. I would really appreciate it if you guys could go to my website at www.stoic.coffee. And at the bottom of the front page, you'll see that there is a message box where you can send me a message. And what I'd really like to hear is what topics or questions would you like me to talk about on this show? I put out a call earlier to some of the people who had donated on the Patreon page and uh, got some really good responses. So today's episode kind of comes from that. And I'd really like to hear more from you guys about what things would be useful for you. So let's get on with today's episode. Today's episode is called Reject the Injury, and what we're going to talk about is is why we feel a sense of injury when somebody disagrees with us or disapproves of us, and why we feel hurt when somebody tells us we're wrong. So in this episode, we're going to talk about why we worry so much about what others think of us and how to learn to deal with our ego. So the first quote today comes from Marcus Aurelius, and he says, Reject your sense of injury and the injury itself disappears. And my second quote comes from childhood, which is, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. One of the hardest aspects of stoicism for me has been learning not to let the opinions of others affect me. And I know that I'm not alone in this. I think that most people probably struggle with this aspect of life. Why is that? Why do we worry so much about what others think about us? Well, I think first off is that we are social animals, that humans naturally crave approval and acceptance of other people. Because working together in communities is not only how our species survived, but how we've been able to dominate this planet. There are a number of aspects of of this that I kind of want to go over. First is that there's the media. The media really likes to influence us, and part of the reason why is because that's how they make their living. Um, if you look at fashion magazines, they are probably the, the worst culprits of this because they make their living off of selling others on the latest hot trend of what what will make others like and admire you. And social media has definitely capitalized on this need for approval of others. I mean, how many times do we get that little burst of pleasure when others like our post or leave a comment? I mean, I admit that I get a thrill if I get retweeted by somebody on Twitter, especially if that somebody is famous. But on the flip side, if we're mocked or become the butt of somebody else's joke on social media, whether that's Facebook or whether that's trolls on Twitter, sometimes that could be very crushing. Another aspect that can really influence this is the society that we grew up in and the society that we currently live in. So I personally grew up in a very religious community where there were very rigid expectations of how I was supposed to behave and the things that... I should want and do in my life. I was strongly judged by how well I lived up to the principles laid out by the church elders. And you know, I remember so much of my early life feeling like I'd simply failed as a human being because I couldn't hold up to these unreasonable standards. And when I look back on that, what I realized is that I was basically trained to seek out the judgments of others. And even with all of that said, or understanding that, why does it hurt so much when someone insults us? Well, I think that comes from a threat to our ego. And what do I mean by the ego? Um, For those who've studied psychology, I mean, Freud talks a lot about the ego. But in this case, what I'm going to talk about is 
our ego being our sense of self and why it feels bruised when somebody puts us down or criticizes us. The ego is described as our identity or our self-concept. It is that part of us that sees us as something separate from everything else around us. It is the thing that is us and not the other. And the sense of identity is a combination of a whole bunch of things. Our memories, our ideas about who we are, how we feel about ourselves, and the ideas of who we want to become. And part of how we develop a sense of self is how we are seen by others. If there is no one else around us, how would we know if we are selfish, or if we are rude, or if we're funny, or if we're likable? All of these aspects of ourself are dependent upon how others view us, and we only know these things in relation to how other people view us. So when we have a healthy ego, a healthy sense of self, we're able to look at what others say and view it as simply their opinion. We can take it in and look at it as information, and then we can decide what we want to do with that information. But when we have an unhealthy ego, when somebody doesn't like us or criticizes us, then our sense of identity can feel very threatened. And when they criticize us, we feel like they're telling us that, that we've done something wrong or that what we think is wrong. And then we start to think, well, that means there's probably something wrong with, with me. And rather than being able to look at what they say as just their opinion and as information to consider, we may fall apart. We may get angry and fight back. Now, the first reaction, falling apart, is becoming a victim to what they say. We're giving them so much power over us. And the second reaction, getting angry and fighting back, is us trying to control somebody other than ourselves. Now, Marcus Aurelius was the most powerful man in the world when he was emperor of Rome. But even as emperor, he had to remind himself that when somebody said something disparaging, that it was his own mind that gave meaning to what others said about it. And that's why he talks about rejecting the injury. There's another great quote right here where he talks about how to deal with those that we feel are trying to injure us. He says, when people injure you, ask yourself what good or harm they thought would come of it. If you understand that, you'll feel sympathy rather than outrage or anger. Your sense of good and evil may be the same as theirs or near it, in which case you have to excuse them. Or your sense of good and evil may differ from theirs, in which case they're misguided and deserve your compassion. Is that so hard? And what Marcus is telling us here is that usually others aren't out to harm us. They're trying to do what they think is right. So the first thing that we should do is we should be curious. Why are they doing this? Why are they saying this? What kind of outcome were they hoping for? And by being curious and by asking questions, if, then we can start to understand where they're coming from and we can have sympathy for them. And then he goes on to say that they may have the same value system as you and so it's very possible that they may be right. And if so, that's information you can use. And if they aren't, then you can simply take what they ha had to say as information and do nothing with it. So you may also find that they just have a very different value system than you. So they can be very misguided in their criticism. They can take the things that you're doing as some kind of attack or insult. And if that's the case, then they deserve your compassion, not your anger and your outrage. Now, I know this is not easy. This is not easy stuff at all. And I still struggle with this a lot. I mean, even today, my partner was frustrated with me about my lack of communication about my plans for the day. 
And at first I could feel myself getting defensive. But rather than fighting back, I took some time to ask myself, what is she trying to accomplish and what can I learn from this? And what I learned was that she wanted me to let her know how my day was planned out because part of that impacted her. And her frustration came because I'm not all that good about blocking out time for the things I need to get done. So that often means that one activity I'm working on will bleed into others and that'll push things back when others are waiting on me. And that's really not that cool. Taking time to frame difficult conversations as a time to learn is really not easy. We don't like all those uncomfortable feelings and that feeling of being wrong or that feeling that we messed up. But all that means is that there's something there to learn. And we should always be willing to learn. And that's the Stoic Coffee Break for today. Thanks for listening. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, please head on over to my website, www.stoic.coffee. There you'll find a link to my Patreon page where your pledge can help me make and grow this podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter, browse the Stoic reading list, and find previous episodes. I really appreciate your help in building this podcast, and thanks again for listening. Hello friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com slash stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.